0: What is up? What is up, my party people? This week's episode of the Unleash Your Voice podcast is brought to you by my book, Get Off Your Ass and Into Your Life, which is now officially available on Amazon. This book is for you if you are ready to overcome your fears, take action, and stop apologizing for living your dream life. This one is for the unshushable, the limitless, and anyone who's done with apologizing for who they are and are ready to turn up the volume on their dream life. Every single chapter includes real-time dares to get you out of your comfort zone and into mastering your love life, your career, and your relationships. With real and raw hilarious stories from my own journey to hot mess, people pleaser to somewhat of a success, this book is sure to keep you laughing all the way to your best life ever. So go on and head over to Amazon, wherever you are in the world, type in, get off your ass and into your life by Danny Driuso. And I can't wait to see how this book radically changes your life. I love you guys so much. Kick-ass, take names, change the world. You're fabulous. Stopping so secretive about it. And let's dive into this episode. What is up? What is up, my party people? Welcome to this week's episode of the Unleash Your Voice podcast. Now, it's been a little quiet over here, mainly because my podcast mic has broken. So the sound quality that you're getting right now is literally just me old school, like when I very first started my podcast, speaking into the air, hoping that my laptop gets the sound. So what is so cool and slightly ironic about me not even using my podcast mic today and just talking to y'all up on my computer is that we are going to talk today about taking action and It being okay if we don't have all the answers and we don't have it all figured out and taking action anyways. And we are also going to be talking about my experience about learning how to put a book out into the world for the very first time. And one of the cool things about that is we never know what we're doing. And if we do know what we're doing, it's because we've done it before. But the first time we do it, okay, we have no freaking idea what we're doing, no matter how much research we do no matter how much journaling we do, no no matter how much prep we do, we never know everything that's going to happen. And I'm going to share a little bit about my story, putting this book into the world, because that was very much my experience. And then we're also going to talk a little bit about taking action in general, because I've asked a couple people recently, like, what keeps you from taking action in your life, in your business, in your relationships, in anything. And the number one thing that people say is they say, oh, it's because I I, I don't want to look like an idiot or I don't want to look like I don't know what I'm doing. Or they'll say something along the lines of like, well, I feel like I just need more clarity in order to take action. Or I feel like I need more of the evidence that it's going to work out in order for me to actually take action. And I'm here to tell you that those two thoughts and beliefs are... BS. (laughs) I'm going to say that in the most loving way. They're complete bullshit. And they're based on the program belief that if we are not perfect, if we don't have everything together, that we don't have value. If we don't have our shit together, then we aren't doing good enough, right? And it's this very conditional feeling that we need to have our shit together so other people don't think that we don't have our shit together. But I am here to tell you, no matter who you're following on the internet, no matter who you're following on Instagram and you're going to hear my story about the book. So if you've been following my book story from the outside, and I'm pretty open about talking about some of the struggles and some of the things that have come up with me publishing, self-publishing this book, but if you've been just, you know, only looking at the highlight reel, or if you're someone who's so attached, I see this all the time, I used to be this person, where you think, oh, you know what, like everyone just shows their highlight reel all the time, but you actually are completely oblivious to the fact that people are talking about the real shit behind the scenes. But you don't want to see that because you want to hold people to a standard of perfection because you think, okay, well, I have to hold myself to a standard of perfection. So I'm going to hold other people to a standard of perfection. And you kind of impose that perfection onto those people and put them on a pedestal. Then you might have been missing a lot of the times that people are just real and raw and vulnerable because you're almost expecting them to be perfect. So it justifies your own expectations of being perfect. Okay. And that's just like a little soundbite for you guys, because it's so true. Like I noticed when I'm the hardest on my body and I feel like crap about myself, I'm the first one to pick out insecurities or pick out like flaws in other people. And when I say pick out insecurities, it's like I pick out my own insecurities, but on other people where I'll be like, Oh, I'm feeling really like bloated in my lower belly today. And I'll go out and I'll like like look at people's lower bellies for for some reason because it justifies me feeling like crap about my body and and it's such a weird perspective but the moral of the story is if you find yourself filtering other people's experiences or filtering other people's social media based on this like facade of perfection you might actually just be looking for that to justify your own need to hold yourself back until you're quote unquote perfect, which is completely bullshit because perfect to us is really just saying, I need to fit into the subjective expectations of someone else. And honestly, those people's expectations that you're trying to fit into, they have their own insecurities, they have their own shit going on, their own subjective beliefs are made up of a whole bunch of other variables that you don't even want to get into. It's like, you need to be perfect for someone else, but that other person is in their own head filtering the entire world through their own insecurities through their own beliefs through their own perspective that's probably been programmed based on their environment so this is why it's super powerful to take the power back and just say okay everyone's playing a giant game of the sims we're all player number one and it's up to me to take charge of my life and figure out what I believe in and figure out what I think is beautiful and figure out what I think is success and figure out what I think is a is feeling accomplished and what I want to do in this world and take back the power and stop putting into the hands of everyone else and other people's opinions or beliefs about you because those opinions and beliefs are completely subjective based on their own shit so we need to take the power back and we need to step back into our own potency okay so let's talk about the book. So when I decided I wanted to write a book, <laughs> I had no fucking idea how to do it. So much so that I sat on my ass for about a year figuring out how do I write this book? How do I get this book into the world? How what does this look like right now? Right? And so I've ha- I had people who had written books in the past and so I asked my friends like who I knew wrote books and self published, and I went through some publishers and and it was a whole gong show of a time where I was wondering like I really wanted to be chosen by a publisher first I was like maybe that will actually validate my writing because if you don't know my story I have a bachelor's of fine arts major in acting I came out of the womb jazz hands first went directly into theater like my life has been on stage my life has been performance and yes I did playwriting and stuff like that but I never considered myself a writer. Mainly because I had a lot of people tell me the way I explained things and the way I broke things down was choppy, or the way that I explained things, the way I bro- broke things down was too roundabout or too much storytelling. It wasn't, it was too fluffy, like all these things that people said about my writing. And when I was in high school, I almost failed English. And when I was failing, <laughs> pretty much, right, because it was under 50% there was this project where we had the option to do a video essay. And so I convinced my teacher to let me do video essays. And I skyrocketed my grades because of that, because my brain worked in a different way. But I convinced myself that because I was so good at video editing, because I was so good at being the person who was doing the things, like the person who was performing, that I sucked at writing. And that story haunted me all throughout university. Um, And no matter who I worked with, like uh, one of my professors was – one of the top playwrights in Canada and he was a best selling author as well. But in my head, every time I showed up into that room with, and it was a very tiny class, like 10 people and you would read your work in front of one another and everyone would kind of give you constructive criticism and talk about your work in front of you. But one of the things was I would show up to class and I would feel so much anxiety having my work read out loud that I didn't come to class sometimes. And I would feel such anxiety when it was my my turn to get picked or whatever to have my stuff read out loud i felt the need to justify it. i felt the need to be like oh i was so tired and this was this isn't my best work and guys don't don't judge this right because i was so scared of being criticized and so i had this story that i wasn't a writer so when it came to writing a book i felt like you know what maybe i'm just not a writer and i was trying to get validation from other people of me being a writer. And it literally took to, um, my friend Dana, who the book is dedicated to, it took from them to be like, for them to be like, um, I believe in you now go believe in you too. And gift me a specific course to write my book proposal that I was like, Oh shit. Okay. Someone believes in me so much to gift this to me. And she's right. I have to believe in myself. So I, dove into that book proposal and I wrote it and I finished it in like three days. I was up all night. I was so inspired. I was so excited. And then I started to talk to publishers and those publishers started to base my idea off of old statistics from like four years ago. And I had so many people tell me like specific publishers that I was talking to, um, all the statistics of like, oh, can you keep coming up with the names of the book? This name probably won't do well based on our statistics from four years ago. Can you come up with a new one? Okay. Um, This also won't do well. Can you come up with a new one? Like, can you come up with a new style of chapter? Can you come up with new this? Like, your writing's really good, which was cool that people kept telling me that my writing was awesome, but they're like, oh, these tiny little details. Oh, can you get a bigger following? Can you do this? And it was just mind-blowing to me, and I got so frustrated because people were telling me, no, you can't do this, what you want to do, because of all these reasons that were old news right? Like statistics are old news. And I got so frustrated because I was thinking to myself, I'm going to create something that's never been created before. So why are people telling me what I can and cannot do based on old statistics? It doesn't make sense. If I'm doing something that's never been done, how can you compare me to things that have already been done? And so that was the mindset that I went through. And I ended up meeting a friend um, who does self-publishing He's, his name is Calvin. He's amazing. He owns Hap Folk Publishing. So H-A-P-P-F-U-L. They're the company that I went with. I had an amazing writing coach. I had an incredible, um, time with Calvin who was, I guess would be the publisher, but it's self-published. So I keep all my rights and I keep everything. Um, they just helped me through it, which was amazing. And so, so like incredible. And so that was really cool. And that's the company I went through and the process of writing this book, like, I'm going to talk a little bit about writing it, but then I'm going to talk about actually getting it into the world. So the process of writing this book, I would say, was pretty easy. And I it was, and I say easy because it was fun, right? Like, we associate hard work with things that feel like shit. But I will work really, really, quote-unquote, hard. But if it's so fun, like, I have no problem with that. Like, if it's led by inspiration, it's led by fun – no problem. I will work so much because it just gives me energy and I love it. And so that's very much like I'm always in my work. You'll see me always on social media posting or sharing content or you'll see me podcasting or writing or doing something fun like that, right? Like anything for me that is self-expression is fun. That's why I do the work that I do because I want people to feel ignited by their work. I want people to feel like they can accomplish anything that everything that they say is gold. Everything that they do is gold and be able to chase after what they want to put in this world unapologetically. It's very much my mission. And so when I was writing this book, it was fairly easy, but the really, really, because it was self-expression, I was so much fun and I was getting into conversations and I was, I was writing based on my own experiences and I'm, I was creating these dares and I was sharing it with my friends and it was so fun. And then it got to the editing phase. And I remember every day of editing was the worst day ever (laughs) because for someone like me who is, who used to be so obsessed with pleasing other people, used to be so obsessed with other people's opinions of them, was so obsessed with running from criticism. Like I had told you guys, getting a Word document emailed to you personally with everything that someone thinks is quote unquote wrong. And not only like the editor was supposed to do just, um, editing like commas and making sure I spelled everything right and all that stuff, but she ended up doing content. Like she ended up editing my content and there were so many times where, and honestly it was the best thing that ever happened to me. Like I'm super thankful for it. I'm very open about that entire time it was really hard for me just, it messed me up like emotionally, mentally. It forced me to really stand by my truth and stand by my word and stand by what I was doing in the content I was sharing in the book and like standing strong. And then also checking myself at times and being like, Ooh, is this really wanna, what I want to say? Is this really wanna, what I want to put in the world? But having that editor like kind of challenge me on that stuff was super, super hard because I had been running for criti- from criticism and I talk about this in the book, but I went from being super codependent, super people pleaser to trying to be a lone wolf and having this like fuck everything attitude and trying to like brick wall myself into this cocoon of safety and push everything out that was contrast. And so I had this emailed to me that was full contrast, like full contrast, like literally someone saying, I don't agree with all these things that you wrote. And so it was hard but it was powerful. It was powerful because it forced me to stand my ground. And here's something just talking about action. Okay. Cause we're gonna talk a little bit more about action, but the first action step was me saying, I'm going to write this fucking book. The second action and not knowing how the hell to do it and doing research and trying to figure my life out. But even with publishers it's like, I had this idea in my head, like, okay, just reach out to a publisher. This is what it's going to be like. But when I had that situation with the publishing companies that I was talking to and the publishers I was like I hate this I don't like being censored I don't like this feeling and I walked away from a lot of it and I would have never had that clarity if I didn't take action first I would have never had that clarity to say I don't like this at all unless I actually went and I pitched myself to these publishers or actually I was scouted for a publishing company too so if I didn't have those experiences, got in those conversations, got on those calls and did the damn thing and took action even though I wanted to throw up. And there's a mantra that I have that it's, this is happening whether I like it or not. And it's kind of like a little a little nod to my ego saying it's happening whether I like it or not. Like my soul is pulling me and it's happening whether we like it or not. Like we're doing it whether we like it or not. And that was a mantra through my entire like the entire book writing process and the entire book launching process, I just kept telling myself and telling the world, like it's happening whether I like it or not. If book sales were super slow, I'm like, whatever. I'm selling it whether they like it or not. (laughs) I'm gonna keep showing up whether they like it or not. It's happening whether I like it or not. Even if this sting of rejection feels like weird right now, it's still happening. Whether I like it or not, we're putting this book out. And there's so many times where I wanted to run and I wanted to hide. And I wanted to just say, okay, just kidding, guys. We're not doing the book. Just kidding. And like offer people a course or something. But I knew that this was powerful and I knew that I wanted to do this. So it was happening whether I liked it or not. And that was powerful. And so that action part, action creates clarity. You don't get clarity and then you have action that comes. Okay. Action is what creates clarity. Clarity is a byproduct of action. When you avoid taking action, you cause so much emotional chaos. There's like this avoidance energy that comes up where you avoid taking action, you avoid making a decision, you avoid things, and then you feel like a push and pull within you that emotionally feels super shitty. So like on an energetic level, you are like pushing and pulling, which then translates to emotional pushing and pulling, then translates to thoughts and beliefs that feel super shitty. (laughs) And you're like, back and forth with yourself and then on top of that you start to like question yourself too and those thoughts and those beliefs are like questioning yourself should I do this should I not and that causes emotional drama and then you have drama that seeps into your life from that like no good comes from avoiding taking action no good comes from it number one you stay in the same space forever and ever just kidding you actually don't um, but your life will push you to a point where you're so uncomfortable staying in the same space that you have to take action or you crumble, right? So either way, it's going to move you, okay? Number two, clarity comes from actually deciding and taking action, and when you don't have decisions and you don't take action and you avoid the crap out of it, you just cause so much emotional chaos for yourself, okay? So here's the dealio. Clarity always comes from action, okay? Taking action creates clarity. I say in my book, um, waiting for action to take, waiting for, oh yeah, waiting to take action, like waiting on clarity to take action is like trying to curl your hair without plugging in the freaking curling iron without even like you're expecting it to heat up so you can actually keep going, but you haven't plugged it in first. Right? So it's like the first step is, Hey, I want to curl my hair. The second step is plugging it the fuck in. The third step is being like, cool. It's heating up. Right? Okay, sweet. And then you're moving from there and you course correct along the way. When I went to go, like put my book out into the world. I did the market research. I, um, talked to a ton of publishers. I talked to a ton of self-publishing people who have already self-published or who owned self-publishing companies. I, um, did my research in the market. I did my research on marketing perspectives. I did everything and it did not fucking prepare me for the editing process. And it did not prepare me for all the bumps in the road. Like when we did my launch, my book launch party, we had, bunch of boxes of books that came and then we were waiting on a bunch of boxes of books so I was waiting so I was putting books out I was shipping out the pre-orders while I was stocking books for the book launch party while I was making sure that I had enough money for shipping and all that stuff so it was just a gong show (laughs) it's a gong show and I spent so much money also in shipping costs because I, even though I did all the research possible, until I was actually at the post office ready to ship something, that's when it was like, oh shit, shipping in from Canada to Canada, guys. Shipping is double than what it was for me to ship to the US. And I, I'm from Canada. So I wasn't expecting that. I also wasn't expecting how expensive it was to ship to the UK. And so my cost just for shipping was like close to a $1,000, just shipping. And I didn't charge for shipping either. Like and the, originally, I wasn't charging for shipping. I just wanted to get the book into people's hands. So that was a cost that I had to eat. But I didn't know that until I was actually physically at the post office, book in hand, being like, weigh this. I did all the research. I tried to weigh the book ahead of time. I tried to um, make sure I had the right bubble mailer to mail it. I tried to make sure everything was perfect And then I got there and it still wasn't what I expected. And so I want to just be really clear with you guys of clarity comes from action. You can prepare all day long. You can make sure that everything's perfect. But until you actually go do it, you will not have the clarity needed to keep going. So another example is I'm pitching stores now. So I have my book out. I'm pitching stores. It's so fucking cool. Um, But I'm going to stores that I imagined my book on their shelf for months and months and months. And I research these companies because they're stores that I love and I research the owners because I'm just obsessed with these stores. And I know that my book is meant to be there. But when you walk into that store and you go and you pitch that owner and you go and you say, I want to put my book on your shelf. I know it'll be perfect for your company. I know it'll be absolutely perfect for your clientele and your customer's You do not know how the other person is going to react. And I am happy to announce (laughs) that if you're in Calgary, um, one of my favorite stores ever, Paper Roots, which is in Market Mall. Market Mall in Calgary, okay? I would go hide in there when I worked um, full-time at the mall. I would go hide in there on my breaks (laughs) because it made me happy. And the days that I was really sad, I would go and I would go into that store And it meant a lot to me. And I knew when I was writing my book that my book would be on that shelf one day. And last week, I dropped off a book for the owner to take a peek at. And she ended up messaging me, telling me that she loved it, personally loved it, which was so cool. That was so, so cool. And then also asking me to come in to make a deal. And so I went in today, which is so cool. This is so fresh. And not only was it an incredible conversation with her and we sat down and she shared so much of her story with me and she was so inspiring and it was amazing, but she's like, okay, cool. I'm going to take six books right now. And me and her were just like, let's figure it out. Let's play. Let's see how they would sell. Um, Let's put them in the stores this week. Like, let's see what happens. And so not only did she take six books and pay me in cash, which was super cool, but she put them at the front of the store for the Valentine's Day setup, Like, how cool is that? So not only did I get my book on their shelf, but I got it at the front of the store. But I would have never expected that to happen until I went in and did the damn thing, until I pitched them, until I showed up and I was like, here's my book here and I have a game plan. And you can have a game plan and that's amazing. That might make you feel more confident in the moment. But confidence comes from walking up and doing the damn thing and then having the clarity after. And anyone who's like, I know what I'm doing, the only reason why they know what they're doing is because they've been through it before. They know what it feels like. It's like when you go on a ride and you're like, oh, this ride, like a roller coaster or something like that. The first time you go on it, you don't know what to expect until you go through it. And then you're like, let's go again. That that was amazing. And you can't even describe it to someone else. You can describe kind of what it feels like, but until you actually physically go through it, you don't know. And that's okay, and that's brilliant, and that's amazing, and it's meant to be that way. So this is a call for you. Take action where are you avoiding taking action? This is your time. This is your moment to step into your clarity to whatever you've been avoiding, whatever you've been avoiding, accepting whatever you've been avoiding running towards, whatever you've been avoiding deciding on. This is your moment to step up into that and just say, I'm freaking doing it, whether I like it or not. Okay. And if you need support in this, I'm so excited to share with you guys that I have opened up very limited, limited spots for my private coaching. I only do this once in a while and I freaking love working privately with people. My clients, my favorite, favorite people in the world are my clients. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I love you guys too, but I work with such cool humans in the world. And my favorite thing is when they come to me and they say, Danny, I, I want to do this thing, but no one's ever done it before and I don't know how to do it. And I'm just like, let's freaking figure it out, right? Right where when people are like, no one in my industry is doing it this way, but I know that this is how I'm meant to do it. And they don't know if they're going to be successful and they don't know if it's going to work out, but it fucking does. And it does every single time I've had clients who are changing the face of the health and wellness industry. I have had clients who came to me on food stamps, literal food stamps being like, I don't know how I'm going to make it, but I want to be one of the top business coaches in my industry and she's fucking doing it. She is doing it. She skyrocketed while we work together and she continues to grow all the time and she is a rock star, like so incredible and she's made more than six figures. I think she's onto multiple six figures within her business and we started, like the first conversation she was like, I only have enough money for the first payment. I don't know how I'm gonna pay you. I'm on food assistance. And then she ended up paying in full for the rest of the program because she is a rock star and she created so much financial abundance within her business. Then I've also had clients who are like, I know that I want to show more of me on the internet, like in my business, who were hiding behind a total different business name. They were hiding behind a completely different branding style that they saw a different coach do. And the part of who they were was so much more of a masculine energy. It was so much more, and that's like from the, completely traditional sense, right? Like, like heteronormative traditional sense, but like a lot more of who she was. It was like powerful and strong and grounded and more earthy. And like, she was trying to Put everything behind a floral pastel brand, which wasn't her. And so she felt so disconnected and she was wondering, how am I supposed to be more me when I don't even feel like me in my business? And so we blew that up and now she's freaking rocking it and killing it. I've had people who have come out of the spiritual closet and been like, you know what? I'm a psychic and I am not only a psychic, but I'm a psychic like personal brand coach who can just see people's like magic within themselves. And I'm like, cool, no one's doing that in your industry. Let's fucking run with it. And that's one of my favorite things to do. So if you've been waiting and waiting and waiting until someone else is going to give you permission to step into your personal brand and just take ownership of your life and become wildly visible and Do it so, do so without apology or justification, and you're fucking ready to like step into who you are meant to be, whether that be in the online space or the offline space. Like, I don't care, but if you are ready to step up into who you are destined to be, and you're like, I know that I am meant to be a million times bigger in this world, I know I am meant to turn up the volume on my truth, I know I am meant to be seen, to be heard, to be sought. After as an expert, I know that I have authority within me and I'm ready to fucking own it. And you're ready to become the center of attention. You're ready to be in the spotlight and you're ready for your time to shine. And that means that by doing so, you need to let go of your family judgments, cough, cough. (laughs) Like, right? My dad like used to screenshot my post and tell me you stop swearing on the internet. And now he's that quote is on the back of my book. Okay. So I know what it feels like to have family judgment. On you speaking your truth. So that means you have to let go of that. That means you need to let go of unhealthy, toxic relationships that hold you back from being the fullness of who you are. That means you have to let go of the people-pleasing habits and the codependency and welcome in a full new level of truth and honesty within your life, which means you are welcoming in a full new level of freedom. Emotional freedom, mental freedom, and self-expression. Freedom in expression. And so if that calls to you, if that's what you're meant to do, I want you to email me, danny at DanielleDriuso.com. I'll put the it in the show notes and I want you to inquire about my private coaching okay I only take on a select few there's an application process but if you are feeling a pull in your heart one of these spots are probably yours because it is a specific program for a specific type of person who is ready to rise up who's ready to be loud who's ready to be seen who's ready to step into their boldness who's ready to own their expertise and be like I'm an expert in what I do this is why I'm so worthy of being massively successful in this. It doesn't matter if I'm doing things differently. I'm kind of a rebel. I want to do things my own way and I'm ready to do it now. So if that is you, email me, okay? I love you guys so much. Kick ass, take means, change the freaking world. You're fabulous. Stop being so secretive about it. And I will catch you guys next time. Love you. Bye. What is up friends? Thank you so much for hanging out with me on this week's episode of the Unleash Your Voice podcast. As promised, all your goodies are in the show notes below, so you can go ahead and swipe up and claim those. That's where all the information is on where you can find me, all the resources on my website, all the juicy, juicy info, where to find me on Instagram and all that fun things. Also, if we had a guest in this episode, you can bet your bottom dollar that I put all their juicy details below as well. So go ahead and swipe up and claim those. If you've got a friend where you're like, oh my God, they need this episode in their life please, please, please share it with your humans. I want to get this work and these amazing epic guests and this podcast to as many human beings as physically possible. So we can continue to unleash our voice and get really unfiltered up in this bitch. Okay. So go ahead, share with your friends, tag me on Instagram. If you want to share a screenshot of the show and you know what? Sharing is really, truly caring. So go ahead, go forth, multiply, share this with your friends. And I can't wait to see you on the next episode of the Unleash Your Voice podcast. Until next time, go be bold, be bright, be you. You're fabulous. Stop being so goddamn secretive about it. I love you guys so much. Later gators.